people like to talk about themselves. So exactly. you're encouraging me to talk about myself, which I like to do. It makes me feel good. I n- never realized that about you. Well, Jason, it's <laughs> only human. I'm being sarcastic, Jim. Yeah, I know. But it's true. It's only human. So I think that's a way to It'll happen organically. That's, it will that's the happen key point. organically. So I'm not a pro shop user. No, you're not. They're a great sponsor of ours. And we hear a lot about pro shop from you, Jim. And one thing that's kind of surprising to me in a really good way for them is as I travel, I spend about a third of my life on the road. Yeah. As I travel this year, I've had like three or four different companies yeah. that are all either using pro shop and have amazing things to say about really? it. Really? Or they're like one time I walked in and they were telling me, yeah, that's pro shop on the screen, but we're just like analyzing which ERP we were going to search. They're blowing to. up, Nick. I mean, seriously, I know. I mean, just from talking to Paul, he's a busy man and you're just hearing about him everywhere. I was like, look, I don't use pro shop, but everyone I know who does absolutely loves it. So, but in all seriousness, you're going into these shops across America yeah. and you see it on their yeah. screen and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. This- I've seen that before. And I'm like, is that pro shop? They're like, yeah. Yeah. And one of them was just a, right on the fence about to pull the trigger. You know, maybe, Paul should run for president in 2024. (laughs) He would have my vote, man. So go to ProShopERP.com for more information. Yep. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging, but if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Nick Golner, and I'm reunited and with my two partners. So good. <laughs> it does feel good. Jason Zanger, Jim Carr, hello. Hey How guy. are you? Hey, 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 hey. So How you know doing? who sings Reunited and it feels so good? I don't. I was singing it, but you I probably don't do, know right? who wrote it. Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue, but when you started singing it a little bit, I'm like, oh, I know the name of the Reunited. Thank God for the internet. I always yeah. sing that to my wife when you know, she gets me. reunited yeah. with her babies because she's always upset when they're away from her. Oh, it's a it's a early '80s song. Herb and the peaches. Oh, herb, oh. peaches and herb, not herb and the peaches. Peaches, peaches and, herb. and herb. Yes, <laughs> peaches and herb. Yeah. I never even Good heard song. of them. Sounds song. like a rap song. Or no, something. it's it's a husband and wife duo. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Well, you know why I said reunited? Yeah. Because it seems like we're all getting busier. We are. And making chips still needs to record every week, and it's very hard to get all three of us. Yeah, together. we've been doing a lot of... We, yeah, like two out sums. of the three. So now it's, now it's a threesome. Three for three isn't easy to achieve these days, no. but we did it. We did it. We're here at MXD. Yeah, MXD, downtown Chicago. Thank you, MXD, facility. for allowing us into your facility. It's always great hospitality when we get here. You've got a beautiful place. And, Jim's uh, not used to being like, allowed into places, so it's, <laughs> it's really awesome that you yeah, let him in. They open the door. We kick off every episode with something positive. I'm going to ask one of you... Jason this time. Jason, what is positive in your business? I think the biggest thing is that we're busy and things are going really well because of that. I mean, new clients, we're we're closing on a new integration that we're doing with the new client, installing vending machines, you know, they're buying new machines, they're getting busier. Clients of mine are acquiring other machine shops and then they bring us in to supply them. So all those things are really good. So as your network grows, your business grows. Yes. And that makes a huge difference. It's like you maintain those contacts and they go to another company and they bring you in because you did a great job for them. And your clients are networking and buying other clients and your business is expanding. I think it's a great thing. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about networking today. But first, I have a little positive kickoff, a very little positive kickoff, a seven pound positive kickoff. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, that's was... right. Yeah, you had a baby. His name is James. Yeah, not congr- Jim. It's not Jim. My no, wife Jimbo, wants right? everyone to know it's not Jim or any variant of Jim. Not Jimmy. No Jimbo. It is. I'm gonna call him Jimbo. James Goldner. And yeah, he came June 27th. So his first episode of recorded. Congrats. How many pounds? He was six fifteen. He's like a little over seven pounds now. So. And how long? Uh, I don't know. I don't know his length. Oh, that, are you trying like, to measure he's tolerances? Small, though, man. No, he feels, no. But that was you saw, always the big thing. You always asked how, how much is his, does he? Yeah, when like, did he come in? How much does he weigh? And how long was he? He just feels so so small. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, six Isn't that crazy. Yeah, crazy. Six pounds. Yeah. I mean, could he fit in the palm of your hand? Maybe. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's wild. Well, it's truly a miracle. It is, and it they really grow up fast. True. My daughter's almost five foot nine. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so she's taller than me. That's a shame. Okay. So we're going to change the subject because uh, I don't like that your daughter's taller than I am. Manufacturing news. We do it every episode. We do. Sometimes we do it at the end of the episode, but yeah, when Jason I won't do that again. You know, I went off on a tangent. I apologize. Yeah. The upside down episode was the last one, and your news was about airplanes. It was about a new bomber that is being the produced. B21. I have some similar news, but it's not so great. Oh, no. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. Boeing slows Dreamliner production after new manufacturing issue. Oh, no. I did not hear not this. Again. What are you talking about? Yeah, so Boeing needs more manufacturing issues, right? So Boeing expects the newly discovered defect to take at least three weeks to address. People familiar with the matter said that means its customers might not get new Dreamliners for much of the traditionally busy summer travel season. The plane maker on Tuesday said it would temporarily slow down Dreamliner production to address the new issue and gradually increase monthly output to its target of five a month. The current Dreamliner delivery halt follows a five-month delivery pause from last fall through this spring that led to a pileup of around 100 planes by the end of April, many of which Boeing had hoped to deliver by year-end. Boeing said Tuesday it expected to deliver less than half of its 787 inventory this year. The delivery pause is another setback for the aerospace company, which has been grappling with various problems in Mm. its commercial, defense, and space programs Mm. in recent years. It is also choking off an important source of cash as Boeing tries to overcome the twin crises that resulted from two fatal crashes of its 737 MAX MAX aircraft in early 2019 and the COVID-19 pandemic's hit to aircraft demand. So it sucks for us, man. First and foremost, the 737 MAXs are in flight and they're buying them. And I hear I hear that they're buying quite a few. I heard that the inventory of Boeing jets that they had out somewhere in the deserts of... Yeah, they had them Calif- just sitting there, right? They had yeah. them sitting there, but they are already pulling them back well, already. So, I mean, it's bittersweet because the 737 MAX, they figured out the problem. But what did you say this problem with the 787 Dreamliner is? It doesn't get into oh, it, specifics. it's not specific. A new location on the popular wide-body jet has a defect, whatever that means. So there's some kind of manufacturing defect? Yeah. I mean, we do work for Boeing. It's a manufacturing defect. I did not hear about this. They're our biggest customer. We don't make fly parts, so we don't make parts that fly, but we make fixtures for those that do. Yeah. And Boeing is like our largest customer in in our work holding group. You know, one of the things that really concerns me about this is, I mean, Boeing is, are they the biggest? Are they, they're one of the biggest U.S. manufacturing companies. And I don't want to see them get their butts kicked by Airbus. You know what I mean? Their butts kicked by Airbus right now. And that's scary. Yeah. It's all like, I wouldn't say stupid stuff, but it's all like little quality issues, defects, oversights, things that are frustrating. I mean, you can't believe the flow down requirements at these. We get purchase orders sometimes. So it's, we're not dealing with Boeing, but we're second tier. So it's our customer that is supplying the part. 
But the flow down requirement, there's like seven pages of flow down requirements, Boeing flow down requirements that are on our purchase. Can you explain like what this is and like an example of it? A flow down down requirement. So when you're AS9100, which is an aerospace, you've been accredited to do work for aerospace. Mm -hmm. There's workmanship, there's tolerances, there's information about material certs, a material certs and DFARS material and all of the parts associated with that assembly and where you can send your part to be plated. It might have to be an accredited NADCAP finisher. Uh, you have to have process certifications from them. If you're putting in bearings, helicoils, anything into the part post-finishing, that all has to be approved. You have to have material certs for the helicoils. You have to have all that stuff because all that goes into a data package that's maybe sometimes, well, we, when we ship, that's an AS9102 style first article inspection report with all the credentials and the material certs for everything and the process certifications. And so their requirements deep. affect their entire network. We just got a purchase the other day and said this, the astronaut's life depends on the quality of the part. Of course. It's on the purchase order. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's not exactly what it says, but it said that. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about networking. We're going to talk about yes. networks and how one thing leads to another and how one thing affects another. And, th- and that's kind of the focus of the show. And I think it's important to point out that networking is why all of us are here, that why we all are. of us know each other and why we have a podcast. So we always do a little origin story. Usually it's the origin story of our guests, but you guys got connected through some a networking situation. Well, why don't you tell like really I'll, briefly, because we've I'll told be it a few to times, but just how, I did, was, how did you guys meet? I was spending about $3.3 million at Zanger's through my tooling purchases. <laughs> He wishes. And Jason never even picked up the phone and said thank you. I mean, you were spending like 20 grand a year with us. Oh, I was not. You don't think you're spending that much? Way more. Oh, okay. So I don't, it doesn't make any. It doesn't really make. I mean, you were you were a good customer for us. Yeah, I mean, we I appreciate pay, I all thirty. Yeah, and you were pay your bills on time. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're so I knew who you were. Yeah, but it's funny. Do you know why I went to Zangers in the first place? Because of me? You no, just wanted to know no, me? No, no, One of my friends, one of the guys that stood up to my wedding, who was in manufacturing, uh-huh. worked for a tool and die shop in, I think it was Ray Zagonto's company, which oh, yeah. we, Bilink were, Metal Specials. Yeah, Bilink was a great customer of ours. Yeah, He was the production manager, operations manager, sure. or whatever. And he said, you should really try Zangers. They're really good. Oh, great. The guy, they, he goes, they delivered the parts right to your door or something like that. And uh-huh. I thought, okay, I'll give them a shot. We might have occasionally bought something from you, but I started, that's how the relationship started. Relationship started yeah. was through a friend of mine who recommended me to Zangers. Yeah, and then how did the podcast start from your working relationship? So this was interesting too, because Jim and I were both asked independently to be on this AM radio show at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning when the only people that would be up and listening would be business owners. And I was talking about creating and achieving your the vision for your company because I talked about how... I thought it was culture. No, you didn't talk about culture. No, Social media. I didn't talk about culture. No, I talked about vision for your company. Okay. And I talked about the story of how I transitioned our company from being like a general line MRO distributor to a cutting tool specialist. And you were talking about... Social media marketing for manufacturers. Yeah. And I just thought you were very well spoken. I found out that you were a great customer of ours. I never met you at that point. I wasn't really in sales. I was just kind of like learning... I wasn't out seeing customers. So I just thought 
you were a well-spoken guy. You knew manufacturing, and you were talking about something that nobody else was talking about. So I was yeah. like, I thought this Let's would be a this. great combination. Yeah. And so you started a podcast. And we, we so did. we started a podcast. And then the network grew again because I was listening to your podcast, and I reached out to you guys. Yeah. What year do you think you started listening to the show? 17, 18? Okay. 2018, maybe? Wow. Probably 2017. Yeah, because it was the summer. We became official partners in December of 2018, so it was the summer of 2017. Wow. And then we started, you know, I was listening to the show. I shared some content with you. You guys invited me on to be a guest, and and here we are. So, you know, the title of this episode is, does networking really change your manufacturing business, or is it just hype? Because, you know, like, go to your boss and say, hey, can I go to this networking event, or I want to do this for networking? Are they going to roll their eyes, or are they going to encourage you to do that? Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to go through this whole episode and just talk about different scenarios that are where opportunities have opened up because of networking. I could start this off right away and tell you how networking has changed my business immediately. Yeah, let's hear, like, right now, do you have a story top of mind? Like, I don't have a story, but I had a strategic vision on how I wanted to change my own business acumen through networking. Okay, cool. And so I was a member of the TMA, the Technology and Manufacturing Company in Schaumburg. The association, right? Yeah, yeah, the Technology Manufacturing Association for, well, my dad started the company in 73, I think he's 74, he joined. We never were active. We didn't do anything. We just paid that bill every month without being involved. So I got their newsletter. We had just come out of a recession and it said they hired a new marketing manager. He's there to help you market your business. I picked up the phone. I dialed the guy. His name was Ken Gladish. We got along on the phone. He says, I'll come in, talk, started that. And he was the one that was instrumental in developing my relationship, my networking with the networking feature of the association. Okay. So I was asked to join at that time was called a young leaders group. It was a committee of younger people. Was that before you were gray? I probably was. And he had a little more pepper. Yeah, a little bit more. But I met some people, like-minded people. You were supposed to say the reason you're gray was because of me. Well, no, I didn't say that. That's just assumed. (laughs) Yes, good answer, Nick. But no, and I joined this committee and I volunteered. I gave a lot of my time, a lot of my precious time. But I knew that if I committed to this networking and building relationships within this manufacturing community that I was part of, that was closely held, that was people in my area, Mm -hmm. that I would grow in some capacity. I didn't know where it would take me. I didn't know what it would do. All I know is I would walk away from that networking event knowing something more than I knew before I got there. Sure. And for 89.6% of the time, I would go to networking events through our association and leave feeling I knew something more. You just pick up nuggets of information from people that are in the industry when you make the effort to do that. Let me tell you, if you do ever go to a networking event and leave the event and you feel like you got nothing yeah, that was not the right event. You're doing for you. something wrong. You're not yeah. asking the right questions. There's something you're not talking it's to the right people. It's not the place to be an introvert. No. Well, you had to push yourself a little bit, especially if you don't know anybody. So for 10 years, I followed that path. I pushed, you know, I joined the Greater O'Hare Association. I was involved in the, another association. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head right now. Valley. The Valley. Yeah, the Valley Association. And I've met great people in all of those. You know, even the Greater O'Hare, I think to this day, why did I join that? But you want to know somewhat? Some of the best relationships I have to this day 
came from that group. Julie Poulos. What's the objective that you have in joining these associations? Objective that I have or Yeah, had. like, are you trying to, like, meet new customers? That's probably yeah. not no, it. I'm Is it towards to, the sales end or no? I'm trying to go wider on my thoughts and okay. listen to other people's, much like we do, guys. Like I'm making chips. Yes. We're kind of like an association here. Well, we bring together people in an informal manner on making chips with the Metalworking Nation. They don't have to pay money or sign up. They no. can just listen. Hey guys, you know I've been trying to locate a machine monitoring system that is easy to install with minimal onboarding, right? I have to tell you, Amper Technologies reached out to me. Akshat, their founder, has been on the show before. He sent me two units to install on my CNCs under their 30-day pilot program. It's been nothing but easy peasy. Ryan snapped them on. We waited a few days to validate and collect the data, and away we go. Check them out at amper.xyz and look under products for their pilot program. Bam. I have three examples from the network that Jason just described, the Making Chips Network of Manufacturing Leaders. The first is Amper, one of our sponsors, awesome company. Awesome. They make machine founder. monitoring equipment. Exactly. Akshatirani. What did we hear from our guest? It was maybe one or two episodes ago. What did we hear from him? Do you remember what's what he said about Amper? It solved problems for him. He, he said didn't, I, he didn't understand the shop floor, what was happening. He said I'd have to be outside staring at the machine. Staring at the machine to know what was actually happening. Now he's got a dashboard in his office to know exactly what's happening. He on the said, I board. couldn't imagine my business without it. That's exactly that what was it. like what stuck out to me. So And that was honest. And what's so cool about that is so Nick, our guest, was already talking to you guys because of the episode before. He's working with one of our sponsors and we didn't even put all this together until you met Nick Last week. Through Amper. And, you know, it's all connected. It's all connected. Jason, you were talking to Nick like a year before about he something emailed else. Jason me was a... being rude and he wasn't answering his emails. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick had emailed me a year or two ago and just said, hey, you know, I got my MBA from Kellogg as well, you know, and I was like, hey, we should talk about this on an episode of Making Chips about the relevancy of an MBA. And he's like, yeah, yeah that'd be great. And I just didn't think, I just didn't follow up with them. I mean, it's my fault, but I just didn't follow up with them. But I'm glad Jim met him but again. Nick and pursued you know, networking and now like, yeah. we're all in touch. You found out you live five minutes away from him. Yep. Here's the other one. We're like new BFFs. Another one of our sponsors, Zometry, asked us to do like a focus group. They want to understand their customers. And in that focus group of manufacturing leaders, people who make machined parts for other companies, we heard from, what was it, four individuals? Eight, actually. Yeah, but four of the eight told us what kind of ERP system they use. Oh, I know. Do you remember what they said? They're all ProShop users. users. And then we said, how did you hear about ProShop? They all found about making chips. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then they didn't just say, yeah, we use ProShop. They went on. Like, our customers don't talk about... Well, they said they love ProShop. Yeah, they go on. They're like, oh, yeah, we use ProShop. No, they're like, we use ProShop, and it does this, 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 and this. And you've talked at It really does. It's changed my business. How? In, In a nutshell, just how? Process. Yeah, just gave you more structure to your process. Oh, it's incredibly process-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't manufacturing process-oriented by is, nature? old-school manufacturing was not process-oriented. Yeah, you you kind of just did it the wing way you it. did it. Yeah, yeah you winged you, it. Yeah. And with ProShop, you're going to get more lean, more efficient, more productive, more detail-oriented, more data-driven, more results-oriented. And that's what four of our listeners told us, or sorry, four of our focus group attendees told yes. us 
And it wasn't even a focus group about pro shop. No, it wasn't. So it, now I got to tip my hat. Must have, that must have really surprised you. It did. Yeah. Well, you know, it was... Anyway. It made me feel well, good. It, like it surprised hey, me too, quite frankly. It made me feel great. Our sponsors are getting value. Like yeah. And here's what I think is awesome. So Zometry, who asked, actually asked us to do the focus group, like they care about their network. I think it really says a lot. A lot of people think that they know their customers. A lot of people make make something for a customer because they think they know them. How often do companies go so far as to hire a credible third party to like really do discovery, really dig in, really learn? Um, what does this segment of people that I'm trying to serve need? What do they want? What are their pains? What do they care about? And so tip of the cap, uh, Zometry, for yes, doing that. For sure. I mean, yes, they care. They want to know more. They want to do a deep dive. They want a third party to investigate and report back to them and find out really what's happening. And so we did that. And Don't you wish your customers you could get that information? Yeah. From? Well, I'm even doing some similar things. So, yeah. And Zometry gave me some ideas and it was wonderful for us to do that for them. But I just think, okay, they don't want to just know the customer just to know the customer. They want to like re-engineer their offering, their value proposition, their product to serve that customer better. And mm -hmm. I'm excited to start talking about some of the things that Zometry is going to release with their new updates. Cool. Great. So I've got a story about networking. It's a little bit in the opposite direction of Jim. And this is related to a sales leader on my team. So he went that same route as Jim, but his objective was a little bit different. So his objective in joining these associations was he wanted to meet people to get sales opportunities. So I allowed him to join all of these different associations. He was attending events and he was sponsoring and doing all this other kind of stuff. I never knew that. And it wasn't really producing the results that you expected. we expected. Yeah. And so we kind of cut back a lot of that association networking that we had before. And I'm not quite sure exactly if it's because of the individual or if it's because of the association or there's just another reason. Well, it's different. His reasons were completely different from what my reasons Very were. Very true. I joined for self, just self feeling better and learning and that he self improvement. Was, he, That's self improvement. Yeah. So thank you, Nick. Self improvement. He was going strictly for sales. Exactly. So yeah. that's a big difference. So the question is, should you not have that objective in networking? Should you not have the objective of increasing sales when you're networking? Or should you have some other, other I think kind if of you go into networking thinking that you're going to win sales, that that's a very, very wrong attitude. I think that if you meet people and becomes friends with people and build relationships, the sales process will happen organically. Exactly. Bingo. You, you do not it. have to sell it. You don't have to make it about it. people, not yes. what they exactly. can do for you. I agree but with like, you. Make it about people. And that's always been the reason that I've joined these associations too, but I've always been a little bit, just allow people to kind of take these things on for themselves. It didn't work out. So we kind of cut it back and change the strategy. And it goes both ways. Like when I go to an industry event, like, but there's a lot of companies out there that join associations and network purely for sales. Right. Totally. So you and don't want to be on, attitude, on, let me tell on you. that end of the spectrum. But you also don't want to be too far on the other end of the spectrum where you like you go to these industry specific events and you just want to like drink a bunch of beers and not even like ever engage or ever talk about your manufacturing business. You just well, want to go like drink a beer by yourself, be like a frat boy and party, yeah. you know, and so I've been to somewhere. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I came here to actually learn something and like yeah. maybe get involved in some conversations that 
could help me. Right. And so you don't want to be on either end. You just want to make it about people. You know, what would you talk about in a bar? Are you going to be like, hi, I'm Nick Goldner. I sell fixtures. Do you want to buy my fixtures? <laughs> this no. Is a, that you, guy's freaking if weird. If you came up to me and started that and for the first time we met. You'd never buy from well, me. Well, I don't necessarily know never, but I would be turned off. I would put up guard right away because yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's weird. Who is this guy that is trying to sell to me right now. I'm here, I'm here to have they a call good time. It, don't they call him snake oil salesman? No. Yeah, was, you get that impression. Yeah, like yeah. the coolant guys. I would much rather if I meet you for the first time, you know, here I'm the owner of a president, you know, those salespeople come on top of me all the time, right? But I would rather you come up and say, hey, Jim, how you doing? How's business at car? You know, oh, everyone likes to talk about themselves. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, my business is doing great. We're going to buy another machine. We're moving shops. I hire two new people. You are. Oh, that's so awesome. What is your strategy for getting hiring and retaining new employees? Well, I'll tell you more. So we're starting this yeah. back and forth. Right. If you tell me that you inventory two stones. And, you know, I don't want to hear that. I'm here to have a good time. And quite frankly, people like to talk about themselves. So exactly. you're encouraging me to talk about myself, which I like to do. It makes me feel good. I n never realized that about you. Well, Jason, it's only human. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, Jim. Yeah, I know. But it's true. It's only human. So I think that's a way. It'll to happen organically. That's, it will that's the happen key point. organically. One of my best relationships that I have is with uh, Michael Gantz. He's the head of work holding at Shunk. And we're yes. an integrator for Shunk. So of course. We really got to know each other in Austria. And oh, we're, cool. both, we're both from the States. Yep. It's like, why Austria? Well, we didn't talk a ton of work when we kind of knew each other. We're similar in age. We're both like leaders in work holding companies. And he was going to Mengen, where Schunk is, in mm -hmm. Germany. Yep. And I was going to a different part of Germany to visit some partners. And we were going to be there the same week. And I don't at some point in talking, he was like, yeah, I'm not that good at snowboarding, but I love it. And I was like, I'm not that good at skiing, but I love it. I've always wanted to ski in Europe. He's like, yeah, me too. I never have. Well, when are you going to Europe next? Hey, we're going the same week. So we stayed an extra day. Oh, cool. We barely talked work at all. Yes. Except for the three-hour drive it took to get to the mountain. And right. we had three hours. We talked a lot. Now they're one of our best partners. That's awesome. And you know, it, it just made it about skiing. Like, let's just I, go I have had some a, fun. I had a similar experience. I went to Korea to go visit all the YG1 plants. They're one of the biggest not the biggest cutting tool, round tool, or round tool manufacturer in the in the world, and I had an experience where we were just going from factory to factory to factory, and finally we were we got tired and we're like, okay, we're gonna cut out of here, and we just went and ate, you know, went to like a street fest uh, barbecue, in Korea yeah. and ate Korean barbecue and just developed this great relationship with some people there that you know you never forget those things. Exactly. You know what I mean, we didn't make it about business. It had nothing to do with that. But you know, it's it really funny. Like the business goes better experience. the less you make it about business. Like exactly. that guy's going to pick up your phone call because he likes yeah, you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I you think there's a difference yes. between like we're talking deliberate networking, like on purpose networking, going to networking events, like even inviting Michael to like do the ski trip. That was on purpose. It was deliberate. Then there's something else where I'm calling it like ad hoc networking, where you got to kind of have like your ears to the ground, you know, your ears perked up, whatever the word is, to know like, oh, there's somebody like that I need to go talk to. And then you got to have the confidence to just go be a normal person and just introduce yourself. Right. I struggle with that. That's you yeah, struggle, I really? do. Well, to go up to somebody I've never met before and just start a conversation. See, I would think now, that once you I'm, would be awesome at that. Yeah, well, not to start it out. Once I'm in, then you're good. Okay. Then I'm good. But that first few words is where I struggle. I'm much better than I used to be. It goes like this. Hi, I'm Hi. fill in the blank. <laughs> Hi, Jason. <laughs> it's just like, you know, when you were a single guy and you were hanging out at the bar. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. 
so here's here's an example of that kind of ad hoc. So another, and then you stand there awkwardly and stare at him, <laughs> right? And then you don't know what to say anymore. And you're and you're like, just ah. breathe really loud. Hi, I'm Jason. I like you. <laughs> I smell like coolant because I work in a shop. <laughs> I don't always smell like this. So here's an example, right? I'm in Europe again. I'm at the EMO, which is like the IMTS of Europe. Mm-hmm. And I'm there for Hennig. Hennig has a bunch of facilities in Europe. And I'm walking and I see Fifth Axis. They make, you know, self-centering vices, all sorts of clamping for work pieces. Yep. And I'm like, we make tombstones. They kind of make tombstones, but only really for their vice. I should go introduce myself. Walk up, meet Chris Taylor. He's their co-CEO. I'm like, hey, how crazy is it that we're both in the States and you've never met me and I've never met you? He's like, yeah, yeah, Amrock. Who, what do you guys do again? I'm like, probably the largest domestic producer of tombstones. He's like, oh, man, we were just trying to talk to a tombstone company. We need some help on the bigger sizes. Oh, my God. And that's how the fifth axis relationship started. No we're a big integrator for them, too. Right. And so that time, it wasn't like a planned thing. It was just me walking by and being like, you know, what? I need, I need to go talk to that guy. Yeah. And so that's more just kind of having your ears perked up. But yeah, does networking really change your business? Or yes. is it all just hype? It's not hype, Nick. <laughs> it really does change your business. There's always a positive from any networking that you do. If you're Again, if you're feeling a void after that networking event, you don't need to be around those people anymore or stay away. But I think, again, you need to have the right objectives going into it. So you need to, it needs to be about the people, not about trying to get something out of the relationship. Yeah, just don't be self-centered. Listen, Metalworking Nation, if this pandemic has taught me one thing, it's that we need to accelerate our digital transformation. Can't get into shops the same way anymore. Business isn't done the same way as it once was, and it's only going to continue to trend in that direction. Let me tell you about a company that is doing just that. It's Zometry. So what is Zometry? Zometry is custom manufacturing on demand. They have over 5,000 partners, and their network has the capacity you need for prototyping and production. They're AS9100 and ISO 9001 certified, registered with ITAR. You can get an instant quote today for any of the services that you might need, whether it be CNC machining, 3D printing, injection molding, sheet metal, finishing services. You can even buy materials. Zometry is trusted by the engineers and purchasing leaders at the world's most successful companies like BMW, GE, NASA, Dell, and Bosch. Listen, if you want to turbocharge the way you make custom parts, check out Zometry. It's really easy. X-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com and you can get a quote today. I always say it's like a 401k, right? So you put a little bit into networking. It's like, oh, maybe get a little return. But the more you put in, the bigger your network gets, the more it matters, the more it matters. After 20 years, after 30 years, talk to some of these distributors, these, these sales guys who have a huge network. They've developed their territory for 20, 30 years. They got so many people who know them personally done the ski trips, they've played golf together, and ask them, like, hey, what's the most valuable tool in your arsenal? They'll be like, my network. Yep. My quote-unquote Rolodex. It's true. You know? It's absolutely truth. So it's not just hype. It's really important. And I think if you can't build a network, you won't make chips. And if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day whirlwind of urgencies... The pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. 
It is possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips.